Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Haunting of the Terrible Trio. Want to hear a ghost story? Here's one that's been haunting me for a while. It's about two people in love. And these two people are keeping secrets from one another. These secrets are like locked doors. Until you know how to get through it, you don't know what's on the other side. They've been living together for a year, these two. And every once in a while, one of them unlocks a secret and lets the other take a peek. And neither wants to admit it, but it's always a thrill and... Yeah, kind of a disappointment to see what's on the other side. Go in expecting a slaughterhouse of dead lovers, end up with an embarrassingly long skincare routine. It's a relief, too, but that's the obvious thing. The thing these two can actually say to one another. They haven't figured out how to say the rest yet. But they have time, they think. Time is free, and it just keeps coming. Then, one of them disappears. You know, like ghosts do. But right before he does, he leaves behind the keys to every single secret he's got. A journal that writes itself, if only I could get the stupid goddamn thing to spit up its stupid goddamn secrets already. (sighs) David Montgomery. Aloysius Patel. Ugly Moron. No way. Oh, god damn it. But like any good ghost story, I can't just shake the goddamn haunted journal until the ghost of lover's past comes tumbling out. I have to look for him how I can, searching with what bits and pieces of the past I can get my hands on, looking not for the man, but the gap where he used to be, looking for the things he did, the actions, and the hearts he left behind. Maybe I've told that one already. I'd tell the other one that's on my mind about the dame whose childhood friend goes missing for 15 years and later tries to kill him as an adult, but I think you probably heard that one too. But those might not be the kind of ghosts you were expecting. So, does Juno Steele believe in ghosts? Sure. Just not the white sheet wailing kind. But the half-seen faces from the past who whisper in the dark about promises you never kept, things you'll never know, times dead and going, going, gone, well... Nobody grows up without collecting a few of those. It's just that ghosts haunt people, not houses. So let me give this ghost story thing one more shot, and hell, I'll throw in a haunted house, too, free of charge. But I'll tell you right now, it wasn't the house that scared me most when I finally went looking for Mick Mercury. So where the hell did Mercury disappear to? That's my question. Well, it doesn't sound like he disappeared anywhere, Falco. Last anybody saw him was in that new floating mansion of his. He's probably still holed up in there doing whatever mega rich Mick does. For two months straight, though, the guy suddenly calls off all press appearances, has his publisher's PR team fielding all communication with the outside world. It just reads like he's got something to hide, if you ask me. Who the hell knows when I'm going to have to pull him out of this time? He's still meeting his deadline, so we know he's alive at least. Hey, did you read about this floating mansion he bought? He's dedicated to his craft, your buddy. <laughs> dedicated. What was that? No, Falco, I didn't read about Mick's goddamn house, alright? I was kind of busy last night. Get 
getting ugly without that beauty sleep steal. Mm. You're still not gonna tell me why you needed access to the galactic law enforcement database, are you? I told you, I needed to look up Mick's address. All night? Never been good with computers, you know that. If you'd stop being so goddamn mysterious about all this, maybe I could help you. I'm already in too deep to rat on you anyway. This guy got a name? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I've got the name of his associate, but it's a secret. It looks like a dead end anyway. From the sound of your voice, I'm guessing you know Mr. Associate. How about you keep your stupid guesses to yourself, alright? Okay, so now I know you know him. Come on, Steel. Investigative research was always my bag, and you know it. Just tell me what lead you're working on, and I'll take it over the line. What's his name? Well, it's not a name. It's a game. It's driving me out of my goddamn mind all over again. What's that? Speak up. I can't hear a word. Listen, like I said yesterday, if you tell me to stop, I'll stop. But I can't tell you who I'm looking up, Falco. For your sake and for Mr. Associates. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm naming my first ulcer after you, Steel, I swear. So, you were saying about Mick's new place. What is it, made of solid gold or something? Or, I don't know, candy? It's haunted, actually. Oh, come on! That's the story, alright? Jeez, I'm not saying that ghosts are real. I'm not saying they aren't real, necessarily. I mean, who knows, but anything is possible. Falco! It's called Dollhouse Man. Creepy. I'm reading a feature on it in the paper right now. Jump to the part where Mick comes in. Sounds like he bought it out in one of those junkyards in the asteroid belt. Got it dirt cheap, too. For a floating mansion, anyway. And the article says when he brought it back to the dealer to return it, the dealer's shop had disappeared. Why the hell would he do that? I mean, it's haunted steel. That seems like a good reason to return it. No, I mean, like, why is Mick buying a house off some shady back alley mansion dealer? Didn't you say his bold crown gang stories are selling well? Like hotcakes on a cold day. He should have the cash for someplace better. Hell, give him a few years and I bet he could commission a place like the Kanagawas. If you want my guess, I think he bought it to prep for his next big story. What the hell is a creepy house gonna do for his dumb stories? First off, Bull Crown Gang's actually pretty great steal. Oh, whatever. In second, there's a Bull Crown story Mercury's been hyping for a few months now about a haunted house. Uh, Juno? You alright over there? That little... I swear, when I get my hands on Mick, I swear... Just remember you're on the phone with the cop before you finish that sentence. I know the story he's talking about. Uh, how? Hasn't written it yet, or at least it's not published. Oh, don't act dumb. Bold Crown, Bruno Bronze, he's just rehashing stories from when we were kids. Stories about me. You sure about that? Wait a tick. Have you read any of his stories, Juno? Watch them. I read the first one and got the picture, all right? And you know what? I'll give him this much. He did an okay job. Got a few details wrong. That psycho teacher taught chemistry, for one thing, and I had two misdemeanors left before I was disqualified from the academy. So you didn't read any of the ones after that? And relive a crappy version of my crappy childhood? No, Falco, I didn't. If you want to know why I'm so pissed off, it's because the haunted house story is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me. All right? And Mick was the only other person there, and he's promised me a hundred times he'd never tell a soul about it. Never. Okay. So before, I was excited about the story. But now I gotta hear it. Well, you're not getting it from me, so don't ask. 
I'm serious. I turned myself into dark matters before I told that goddamn story. And now Mercury's gonna publish it across the goddamn galaxy. Probably so dummy thinks nobody will make the connection. Bruno Bronze, stupid goddamn <laughs> Alright, we're here. I'll call you back, Falco. Jeez, what the hell got in? That goddamn haunted house story was wriggling under my skin. And it was gonna take everything I had not to throttle Mick the second I saw him. It happened in Old Town when I was 14 years old, when Mick and I minded our own goddamn business. No, I'm not telling the haunted house story. Are you even listening? It's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me. Ladies gotta have some dignity. God, some people. Anyway, Dollhouse Manor was a good name for Mick's new place because it looked like a giant toy. All soft pinks and baby blues. Even the grass of the floating lawn looked off. Too bright a green, somehow. I didn't understand why anybody would want to live in that thing, haunted or not. Oh, and one last detail, not important to the case. Don't know why I'm even bringing it up. Even with enough money to buy a small planetoid, Mick hadn't moved too far from home. His floating mansion was anchored in the sky over the Abelos Unday, a run of big sand dunes near the North Pole of Mars. It felt like a long time since I'd seen those red desert sands. Even if Hyperion City wasn't visible from the Avalos, it was like I could feel it tugging at me from over the curve of the horizon. No matter how far you run, home buries its roots in you. Deep. Keep an ear out, Ruby. Like we talked about, huh? No, that wasn't a signal. That was a dog. Just... Listen for my voice, all right? And be ready to think fast. You, you must be here with the pizzas. What? No, I... So you brought the liquor. Where's your truck? I don't have... Then you're pointless. Uh, What? Do you think so you do have a truck? No, I listen, lady. I'm not your goddamn delivery boy, all right? I'm here to see McMercury. You and everyone else. And so I'll tell you what I tell everyone else Mr. Mercury isn't having visitors at the moment. Yeah, well, he'll have this one. Tell him his old friend Juno is here. I don't care if you're his son, Jumbo. Mr. Mercury gave me a direct request that he is to have no visitors. None. Negative, if possible. And the success of my career has all come down to one simple principle. When I am given a job, I do it thoroughly. No exceptions. Who even are you? Too expensive for this conversation. Goodbye, Jumbo. All right, all right, I get it. Ow. Mick's not going to be happy when it turns out you turned his old pal away, but that's your problem now. Ow. You know you're slamming the door on my foot, right? I was hoping you would take the hint. I'd love to. It's just that I'm stuck here without a ride and my comms is dead. Can I come in for a minute to charge? It shouldn't take long. This is a floating mansion. Surely you drove here. Got dropped off. Didn't think it was all that likely my best friend would turn me out. I haven't seen any cars take off since you arrived. I mean, look, if you want. No car. I... <clears throat> or if you'd rather I stand on the landing pad and wave my arms until the cops or reporters come get me. I just figured coming in to charge my comms for two minutes might be easier for you than fending off the Chronicle all day. You will walk behind me. You will not touch anything. You will not so much as glance at your comms until I give you permission. If you break any one of these rules, I will have you arrested. 
Any two, and I will ask one of Mr. Mercury's staff to show you the fastest way to the desert floor from here. Do you understand me? You're going to throw me off the edge of my best friend's floating mansion? Of course not. I would ask the gardener to do it. And if you ever attempt to share this conversation with the press, I will bury you in a legal battle so interminable your great-great-grandchildren will still be paying legal fees. Do you understand me? Yeah, I get you. It's just... I've been away from Mars for a while now. It's almost nice hearing business is the same as ever down here. Then I expect you'll know how to behave yourself. Don't go. Damn, she's fast. Don't run. You'll scuff the floor. Nice place Mix got here. A friend of mine was saying it's supposed to be haunted. Do you see any ghosts yet? I would ask you to treat the dollhouse manor with respect. This is not a tourist attraction. I am told it has considerable history. Oh, yeah? Like actual history? Or is that just a nice way of saying it's old? I'm uh, surprised that Mick got a dog. Last I checked, he was still broken up about his last one dying. That was almost 30 years ago. Long time to, uh, wait. Wow, you're chatty. I don't see how that's your business. Fair. What's your business, if you don't mind my asking? I do. Can I guess? I wish you wouldn't. Well, to be honest, my first guess is that Mick hired himself a mom, and good for him picking a strict one like you. Could have used you any of your kids. In bed at eight, do your chores. I don't want to see that steel kid around here anymore. <laughs> but my second guess is personal assistant. A big deal personal assistant from the way you carry yourself. You've been in charge for a long time, and I know Mick well enough to know that he couldn't find a good hire on his own, so I'm guessing his publisher sent you. Maybe to make sure those bold crown stories keep coming? Sounds like bingo to me. I never said that. Sure, sure. You got a name or you're going to make me guess that one, too? Miss Germain. You will make your call in here. Ooh, nice. Never seen that many tea sets in one place before. And the furniture. What's this coffee table made of? Cherrywood. Nice. How about the clock? Teak. Oh, Mick's really picked up an appreciation for woodwork. Next, you're going to tell me the sofa's made of maple. Oh! Oak, actually. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. There's a comms charging field built into that end table. You should be able to make your call now. How about that dog? Is it made of wood, too? You have five minutes. I'll give you some privacy. Is the dog made of wood? What the hell, Steel? Jermaine was a tough nut to crack. I have to give her that. Hard to dupe someone into talking too much when they barely talk at all. And that meant my go-to strategy, piss them off until they say something I didn't mean to, was struggling to get started. But doing business on Mars is like riding a hover cycle. It'll probably kill you. I was already falling back into the swing of things, in other words. And this is how I figure that swing swung. Jermaine's privacy was a joke, but the time limit wasn't. She'd be listening in, which meant I really did need to make that comms call, and it needed to sound good. And at the same time I was putting on that performance, I needed to find a lead, a thread to pull on in the missing Mercury mystery. Otherwise, I'd be back on the curb if I was lucky, or somewhere two miles below that if I wasn't. So I called Puck. That was quick. What, did Mercury just lock himself in the bathroom for a month? Again? <laughs> yeah, so Mick bailed. Think you can come pick me up? Bailed? And what happened to your car? Same address as before. Yeah. How's the house look, by the way? You were going to check out the one on Doyle Street, right? What house? Sorry, it must be a bad relay. I said Doyle Street. Doyle. Doyle Street. Why does that sound familiar? <gasps> that case from our HCPD days. Uh-huh. When you went looking for that stolen Peyton. Sure, sure. And then you got caught, so you had to call me and talk in code so the perp wouldn't... <gasps> Takes that long, huh? 
That's too bad. Usually takes me around four minutes. Four minutes? Hell, Steel. Who do you think I am, Rita? Ugh. All right, I'll do what I can. What do you need me to look into? My instinct was to tell Puck to look into Miss Jermaine's personal life. See if we could find a sore spot I might be able to jab at until she let something useful slip. But as soon as I said her name, she'd know exactly what I was up to, so I needed to get creative. Only problem was, I didn't have much to get creative about. I hated to admit it, but Mick's house really was giving me the creeps. The tea sets, the little bows and ribbons on everything. Looking out the window, I figured out why all the grass seemed off, too. It was all plastic. Thousands and thousands of individually molded pieces of bright green plastic. Which was strange, yeah, but I'd spent the entire night before hunting down the past of another real weirdo, so I knew I was going to have a hell of a time figuring out what was missing person weird and what was... Actually, hot nutrient paste in milk is a healthy and delicious replacement for morning coffee, dear detective. Weird. Which, no, by the way, it isn't. So fact was, this room could have been something sinister, but it also could have been Mick being Mick. I'd have to get deeper into the house where Jermaine wouldn't bring me. And that's when an old pal gave me an idea. Don't go quiet, Steele. You're gonna scare the hell out of me. The story behind that dollhouse manor I'm reading in this article is creeping me out. So this rich lady has this collection of dolls, right? Those creepy ones with the eyes, you know what I mean. And anyway... Dog. Perfect. Okay, whatever code you're running on, I just lost it. No, I don't think we need to do any more research. Uh, What? I'm just worried about the neighborhood is the thing. What, are we going to have Kapoor and Parsons banging down our door every five minutes? The hell's steal if you were going to give me riddles, you should have told me to take out a pen and paper. I know, we are low on time, but I'm just saying. Kapoor, Parsons, cops, right? Sure. You know how the two of them talk? It takes forever, especially over the comms. Ugh. Are you enjoying this? I feel like I'm about to pull a lobe. Sorry, could you say that again? Couldn't hear you over all that dog's barking. Yeah, you said dog before. The hell am I supposed to do with that? Your five minutes are up. Don't make me open this door. I'm sure you can figure out the rest. Bye, honey. Is honey a clue, too? Damn it, steal! You always... Sorry about the delay, Mr. Main. Trying to buy a place with a mixture. You know how it gets. I don't recall saying that you could conduct business in Mr. Mercury's home. Try telling that to them. Family, right? Can't live You can wait them. for your ride in the driveway. Or would you rather I tell your mixture you've taken an unexpected tumble? I don't mind waiting outside. Could I use the bathroom real quick first, though? Because... The dog finds the yard serviceable enough to that end. I'll show you there now. Now come along. Come on, Falco. Come on. Yes! Hmm? Yes, I'm following you. Wahoo! Sometimes it's just nice to uh, stretch the old, you know, what legs, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, Miss... I mean, Miss... Stop. Whatever it is, it can wait. I was just showing Mr. Mercury's friend to the door. It, uh, can't wait? It's the comms? They want to talk to Mr. Mercury? Then you tell them what you tell everyone who calls for Mr. Mercury. Oh, I tried that, but they said since it's a police matter... They need to speak to the head of household. It's a, and what? Uh, Give me that. <clears throat> Hello. This is Mr. Mercury's personal assistant. He is not taking any calls at the moment, but I'm happy to help how I can. Uh, noise complaint. You're sure? The dog. You're wasting my time because Mr. Mercury's dog is barking? No, don't send a squad car here. No, you listen to me. 
I want your badge number. I will be speaking to your manager. I don't care that cops don't have managers. I will get you a manager and have you fired or jailed or escort Mr. Mercury's friend out of here, would you? Have you heard of an oubliette, officer? It's a very old form of punishment. One you may think is no longer in use, but if you continue to cross me, I'd be happy to show you one of those. She's a real piece of work, huh? Well, what's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Your shoe's untied, by the way. Oh, thanks, uh, sir. <clears throat> hey, hold on. These shoes ain't even got laces. Uh, sir? Where'd you go? Sir? Fair warning, Steel. That old battle axe is done taking my head, and it sounds like you're next on the block. She can find me. This place is a goddamn maze. Thanks for buying me time, Falco. Pretty sure I figured out what's going on with Mick. You don't sound excited. Is he, you know, all right? He won't be when I'm done with him. You gotta see the rooms in this place, Falco. Empty bottles of booze everywhere. Dainty little tea parties set up with tequila in the teapots. Leave it to Mercury to get his life together and then go right back to what wrecked it in the first place. Your pal's got a drinking problem? Yeah. Apparently. Last time I talked to him back in Newtown, he kicked it. Because it's time for me to kick him. And you know, I bet that's what Jermaine's trying to hide. Not letting anybody in here makes sense, doesn't it? Mick Mercury gets sauced, waxes nostalgic about the good old days of Bold Crown, and the money rolls in. So the publisher sends him a mommy to make sure he's doing his homework. Keep publicity low and productivity high. No embarrassments until they've squeezed out every cred he's good for. Explains why he's decided to tell the haunted house story, too. So drunk he thought he could get away with it. Pathetic. I thought he might have finally grown up. Should have known better. Juno. You know this isn't your fault, right? Of course this isn't my goddamn fault. What the hell I know you pretty well, Steel. You haven't seen Mercury in over a year. But you're acting like this is, well, personal. Of course it's personal. Being sentenced to a lifetime of babysitting that moron so he doesn't kill himself is really, really personal. But you don't know for sure that's what's happening here. There are other explanations. Explanations like what? And if you say one more word about ghosts or whatever, I'm going to make you eat this goddamn haunted house brick by brick, Falco. I swear. And who said I was going to, huh? Don't you put words in my mouth. What else is there? Huh? What? The lady who built that place used it as a dollhouse for real people, and a bunch of them died, and then one of them killed her. It's all in that article I told you about. This again. You drive me nuts sometimes, you know that? People have been seeing the dead for thousands of years. The stuff that went on in that dollhouse estate, if any place is haunted, I'd say that one's got a decent shot. And anyway, that still wasn't what I was going to say, because I was thinking that actually... You want to shut up, Falco? I'm a little busy over here. Yeah, go ahead. Boss wants another bottle of wine. Says it's been a rough day. I'll pass it along. Just send it down the dumb waiter. Listen, Marty, I can take a lot of abuse from you, but I ain't dumb. The little elevator in the wall, blockhead. Send it, or you can walk it down to the garage yourself. That ain't fair, Marty. You know that basement gives me the creeps. Well, that's confirmation. Found Mick's kitchen. Just watched one of the staff send him another bottle. I'm just saying, Juno. 
lot of assumptions you're making. Oh, whatever. Shh! There's your bottle, Happy. Thanks, dumb waiter. <laughs> oh, do you know my... I mean, the boss says you can't call me that. Marty? Marty? We'll talk later, Pac. I need to go save Mick from himself again. A hypothesis, in any case, is as important as it is dangerous. Without it, you couldn't go anywhere, but with it, you might start working too hard to make things fit. Like we used to say in Old Town, to a man with a hammer, every problem looks like a guy who just earned some head trauma. And I was sure feeling like Mick earned some. It wasn't fair, but it was how I felt. He gets his life back on track, then goes right back to the habits that wrecked him to begin with. Now, part of me felt like I was supposed to feel sympathetic. The rest of me was too pissed off to listen. And feeling that way, everything made sense. The trash, the bottle, the staff that didn't know what the hell they were doing, Miss Jermaine, and... Hell, this was just like Mick, wasn't it? I'm gone for a year and he falls apart right when I come back. Right when I need to talk to him about what happened with... Sasha. So I brought my own ghost with me into this haunted mansion. And I was letting them torment me the whole way down the stairs. Next to them, all the dolls in the walls with their weird porcelain faces barely registered. Finally, I heard Tweedles dumb and dumber arguing in front of the door to the garage. I hid myself around a bend in the staircase and listened. Hey, uh, Sammy, second thought. You might not want to go in there. You know how the boss is when wine gets involved. Not my problem, Marty. Boss says you gotta be nice to me. Sounds like Mick, all right. No more scary stories at night, and I get to pick the streams we watch on Tuesdays. Fair's fair. Yeah, that... Wow, that really sounds like Mick. Yeah, sure, but most of that bottle of wine is gone already. So unless you want to see something really scary... I just told you no creepy stories, Marty! I'm telling the boss, so out of my way! Ugh. Sammy, you little... The gardener, Marty, apparently, hadn't managed to close the door from the basement into the garage all the way. I probably could have made out what they were saying from my hiding spot in the stairwell, but... I hate to admit it, but Falco was... Getting to me with that dumb ghost story. Every creak made me jump. My goddamn heartbeat drowned out their voices completely, so I moved closer, peeked in through the crack of the door, and saw a garage packed full of hover cycles. Plus something I really wasn't expecting. Sammy said they were sorry, boss, but... No more excuses, Martin Layton. You know our rule. When you are given a job, you either do it thoroughly, or you are out on your own. Do you understand me? Yes, boss. The, um, boss... Wasn't Mick. <clears throat> but she had definitely taken that bottle. I have trouble of my own to tend to. I expect both of you and Richard to take care of this intruder before I come back, or there will be consequences. No way. You know what, Steele? I'm glad you called, because I got a few things I need to say to you. Uh. Falco. First thing is, I think I deserve more respect from you. Yeah, that's right. You don't respect me. Of course I don't believe in ghosts. That's kid stuff. I was just using that as an example. Puck, I'm calling to say you were right. I was... What? <gasps> you saw a ghost. You saw a real goddamn ghost, didn't you? Ha <laughs> ha, you sucker. I told you. 
sure. Tell me you took pictures, Steel. I'll take one of the ghosts and one of your smug little face. Fun. Not about that, you moron. The booze. I assumed it was going to Mick, but he's not the boss they keep sending the bottles to. It's Mr. Maine. Mr. Maine? The one who tried to execute me over the comms? That Mr. Maine? If that's a real name. Something weird's going on here, Falco. Something real weird. Told you not to come down here, Sammy. You always make the boss mad. Probably because of that face you got. What's wrong with my face? Nothing, pal. Sorry. Shouldn't have said that. You still want to rumble? <laughs> nah. Boss ruined the mood. It's that weird steel. You gotta get in that hot rod and get out of there. You can't take them all on alone. Just a second. I think she's coming back. This is stupid, Juno, even for you. Yeah, well, come in here and pull me out yourself. Speaking of ruining the mood. <laughs> uh, hey, have either of you guys seen anybody uh, poking around here? There was this guy I was supposed to follow and I... Lost him. We heard. The boss ain't happy about it. Mad enough she forgot to tell us what he even looks like. But, but that's just it. I know what he looks like, because he gave me the slip. I could help you guys and then we wouldn't be in trouble anymore and... <gasps> Uh-oh, what? Well, spit it out, Ricky. What does he look like? Whoa. You see another ghost again, Ricky? Uh-oh, what? One of them's looking at me right in the eye. Call you back later. Love you. Bye. Steel. He looks exactly like that guy. Ooh, what guy? That guy hiding in the doorway. Um. Boo? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sammy. Yeah, Marty? What do you say we have that beat down after all? Uh, I think I see a volunteer. <laughs> hey, hey there, fellas. Don't you think we ought to talk this over? I mean, maybe this is just me, but it feels kind of hard to have a conversation when one of you is holding a knife, because... Or, wow, a lead pipe! Really? Where the hell were you keeping that thing? Honestly, I don't even know what that is. Why don't you show him, Ricky? Tough guy might have slipped past one of us. But I don't think he's gonna manage all three. I guess that's a no on the talk. I'll see myself out. Ow. No running this time, pal. Let's show the boss we got this under control. Oh, what was that? Did one of you start up a hover cycle? I ain't even got the keys. Hate to ruin the moment, but that hover cycle definitely just turned itself on. Oh, whatever. You probably got one of the keys on you now, don't you? Turning on the engine just to freak us out. Uh. Guys, that hover cycle's moving on its own? Oh no! Oh no, no, no! Oh, you gotta be kidding me! It's haunted! I told you guys, I told you there was something wrong with this house! I said. Shut up! Stupid thing's probably just on the fritz. Oh! Marty! He's dead! Oh hell! I am not dead! Somebody stop that stupid. Oh! <laughs> Looked at me. That weird green hover cycle looked at me and it honked, and I don't even know what it's trying to say. Uh, get out of the way. I Nobody think. asked you. Oh. Oh. It's possessed. I told you there was something weird about this place, you guys. Just like I read on the net. All the weird rooms and that dog, and now the hover cycle is haunted, and it's gonna kill us. Uh. You want to know what that one means? No, please, no. 
and I'd recommend you grab those two and get the hell out of here. good on you, by the way. With the goons gone, I had a second to think, and I didn't like what I was coming up with, because... No, just say it, Steel. I had been wrong about Mick. He didn't mess up and start drinking again, and he didn't hire a professional mother to cover up the evidence. His staff was drinking his fancy alcohol, ordering all those pizzas, everything else. My friend was in trouble, and I'd been blaming him for it. I'd find time to feel bad about that later, For now, I needed a new lead, a new direction, because it looked like I was back to square one. Looked like. I had already found the lead that would bring Mick crashing into me. I just hadn't realized it yet. That dog again. And with my head finally clear, my anger at Mick a little faded, I asked the million-cred question for the first time. What the hell was a dog doing here? Mick didn't have a dog. He promised he never would again after Wilco died. Hell, the few dog-centric, get-rich-quick schemes he tried blew up because he couldn't stop crying. The barking came closer, and... Okay, that is when I really saw a ghost. Wilco? Damn it, get off. What the hell did you think you I said, get off. You look exactly like Wilco. Wilco was dead. He'd been Mick's dog 30 years ago. He was dead. But here he was, sitting in front of me, his tail jackhammering the floor and smelling a little like the inside of a mortician's workshop. Two hours of sleep was not enough to handle the smells of dog breath and formaldehyde. I scrambled to my feet. I just needed a second to think, I thought. Just a second. I, uh, didn't get it. Get down, Jay. <sighs> Wilco. Shh, boy. Mick, what the hell? Shh. Do you see him? See who? The guy my staff was talking about. You heard him, right? Mercury. They said there was a guy. Mick, it's me. I'm the guy. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a relief. For a minute, I thought you were the guy. Not, like, the guy in the house. The other guy. The guy I'm supposed to be scared of, I mean, not just, you know, some guy. Anyway, I'm glad this is just a big misunderstanding. Let me call up Mr. Maine and I'm gonna explain. No! You're trying to kill me, Mick. Don't calm down here. Kill you? Why would they want to do that? Because I'm here to save you, moron. Save me from what? You just said you're... not say the guy. Him. Yeah. I'm saving you from Mr. Maine and the rest of your staff, Mick. Nobody's heard from you in months. They have the run of your house. They just tried to kill me. Well, I don't know if we can blame him for that, buddy. To be fair, you did seem like the guy at the time. Mick. And besides, how could you save me from Mr. Maine? She's the one protecting me. From who? The guy. Mercury, if you don't shut up, I swear I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Uh, is everything all right? It's not about Sasha, is it? Later, Mick. We'll talk about that later. First, we gotta sort through this mess. Okay, Jay. Whatever you need, I'm here for it. I didn't expect to get sad when I saw Mick again. I expected to be pissed or tired or frustrated. 
But as soon as I saw that he was okay, the feeling, hell, a lot of feelings I'd been swallowing down, they all came back up. It didn't hit me until I saw Mick again that our days of adventure as Juno, Mick, and Sasha were finally, definitely over. Because a funny thing happens when you grow up. You make promises about the future to yourself and to each other, but nobody ever stops you and tells you when the door's closed on a promise for good. When we were kids, Mick and Sasha and I promised each other that we'd always have another adventure together. That this one's not our last. It can't be our last, but... Eventually, one of them is your last. And usually you don't even know it when it's happening. Even after Sasha and I didn't speak for 15 years... Even after that nightmare day in Old Town. Hell, even after she tried to kill me. That promise to myself never went away. Somewhere in me, a scared and angry high school kid named Juno Steele was still waiting for an adventure with his two best friends that would never, could, never happen again. And somehow I got the feeling that those three kids were going to hang around and haunt me for... ever... Unfinished business. Haunted by yourself. Uh, maybe I was too tough on Falco before. Think too long about the past, and you'll start seeing ghosts everywhere, too. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creators Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. Yeah, I had just stitched together like Four di- <laughs> I just stitched together four different dogs. I didn't do that. Oh dear. Um, different pint tracks. Sli- different tracks. Yeah. Pint pint slice, slice, cover, cover your ears. big ears. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like a, a dog playing with a, like chasing a ball to be the running and panting noises, mm-hmm. and then there's like a dog's collar jingling, and then there's a dog barking. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the Penumbra has merchandise for sale? It's true. The Penumbra has partnered with DFTBA to bring you posters and apparel, as well as soundtracks for seasons one through three and videos of our live shows. Just go to dftba.com and search for the Penumbra podcast. We would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Silent Interim, June Gishoku, Kit McLaurin, Don't Stop Her Now, the patron named Poo Poo Pee Pee Doo Doo Wee Wee, a poem by William Shakespeare, probably. Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Erin, in memory of Spiral Opal, Elizabeth Dunn, Michael David Smith. I physically cannot believe my Tumblr post about how Mick deserves everything that Ramsey's had came true. The patron named I Bet Rita Has a Fursona, I Bet Rita Made Juno Make a Fursona Too, Rachel Attaway, The Simp of the Second Citadel. Ollie Nexus, PJ and their Discord adventures, Caroline Seidman, Reed Shiloh immediately, I canonized Butch Vicky in my published thesis, 
a sentient can of soda formerly known as J, Karen ZH, limited edition Hyperion City Comic Con Bruno Bronze Funko Pop, Red L, Genetic, NB Shaper, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Haunting of the Terrible Trio, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Chelsea Ruscio as Puck Falco, Melissa Barker as Mr. Maine, Kiki Samco as Ricky, Lindsay Eagle as Sammy, William Schuler as Marty, and Stefano Purdy as Mick Mercury. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.